Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Earrings Off. We want to invite you to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. You can find us on Facebook at Earrings Off Podcast and on Instagram at The Earrings Off Podcast. Welcome to Earrings Off. I'm Lou. And I'm Teresa. Let's get started. Well, hello. Hi there. How you doing? Doing well. How about you? Hanging in, hanging in. And I'm I'm pleased to say I'm hanging in in this new year, but um, getting it done. Getting okay. It done. So I know we say this all the time, but can you believe it's so late in the month already? Right. How you know, can it, I, how is this time flying so fast? Teresa, I'm telling you, I am beginning to be concerned because it's like I wake up and then it's time to go to bed. I start the week on Sunday and then before I know it, the week is gone. I just, I, as a matter of fact, I I, um, I asked she yesterday, I said, do you think because we're getting older, are we move? Are we slower or something? Is stuff taking more time? He said, no, that's just the way it is. Just busy and uh, just have your days crammed full. But um, it's just, I cannot believe it. We're almost, we'll be in February before you know it. Before you know it. And it's just crazy how, how it flies. But you know what? And listening to you, you know, what came to my mind is that we kind of probably should slow down a bit, you know? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> we're taking, truth. we're taking on too much, you know, we got so many things going, going on. It's the truth. You know, I was uh, I have a hard decision because I I'm on a board that I enjoy and um, I, I, I don't think it's going to work for me with my time schedule. It's just um, a lot. And you just, um, you know, have so many different things you want to contribute to and help with. And uh, but I just don't think I'm going to be able to uh, devote attention to that right now. But if that is something that makes you happy, you said that you like it, right? What was your, what did you say you enjoy? Yeah, but um, um, I I enjoy piano lessons actually better. Okay. And okay. so, <laughs> believe it or not, and I got some other things I enjoy more. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I don't have time to do some of the things that uh, I wish I had more time to do. Uh, you know, devote to. I haven't been able to go home and see family. I want to do that. So it's a lot. Yeah. 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 We yeah. have to have that balance though. We do. We do. We do. So, but uh, anyway, um, I tell you folks, Teresa and I talked, when we talked about doing this segment today, we talked about um, discussing cheat codes. We thought it might be helpful. This is, um, you know, we're into a new year and a Great time to sort of think about things and recalibrate. And it's always good to have shortcuts or a cheat sheet, if you will, to help make life uh, a bit easier. So um, I'm going to do a disclaimer, Teresa. These are just our thoughts. And Teresa and I readily admit we don't know it all, haven't experienced it all. So you might agree or disagree, but if you want to join, jump in and join in the conversation, do so by sending us an email and let us know your thoughts. We're actually today, we are going to share 10 cheat 
code points. So get your pen and paper ready. Actually, you don't need that because you'll have the uh, podcast. So scratch that, but um, get ready to uh, get some information, which we both hope will help you as you go forward, Um, not only in this year, but in life. Got this from Mantra Magazine. They had a list and they titled it again, Cheat Codes. And one of the things that they talked about was becoming comfortable with getting rejected. The sooner you stop fearing rejection, the sooner you become unstoppable. I mean, think about that, Teresa. Let that marinate a bit because I I get the importance of this, but this is honestly one that I've struggled with for a portion of my uh, young adulthood. But as I matured, it became less scary to me. But I feel like this is something people say. And while I know it's true, I, I think that maybe something more needs to be said about getting comfortable with rejection, but I'm just going to be able to speak for me. You know, I only began to be less concerned with rejection when I had accomplished some of the things that I felt pretty good about in life. That success, it bred some confidence in me and made me less concerned about what others thought. If you will, I became a bit cocky and began to do a better job of assessing that rejection, you know, where it came from, what was at its course, what was the basis for the rejection? Was it valid or was it biased or was it from a hater? And what part did I play in being rejected? For me, speaking just for Lou, as I became more assured, I was able to get those emotions in check. And to step back and not take the rejection so personally. Well, kudos, because, (laughs) you know, I'm living this even today, right? Right. I have never, I, 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 this is, this is really speaking to me. You know, I have never become comfortable, even with having had some successes with rejection, With, with rejection. It is something that I fear and I know for sure that it holds me back, right? We know what people say, right? With every rejection, you know, that brings you closer and closer to a to a success. But it's hard. It's, it's hard, hard and it's scary when you know there's that opportunity for someone to reject you or to be rejected. It's hard to kind of step out there. For me, again, like you said, we're speaking on behalf of ourselves. And for me, it is a big, big deal that I deal with on a regular basis, honestly. But I I mean, I don't want to make it to sound like I've conquered it. I deal with it. But what I'm saying is it has become uh, less difficult or, or it's become easier for me to manage you know, as I've, I guess, matured a bit, I thought about things differently because what I now do when I, when I'm faced with rejection, I sort of think about it and use it as motivation. Like if somebody, particularly if if it's a situation where somebody is trying to, um, in any way communicate to me, 
that I can't do something, not good enough to be in that environment, those kinds of things. I take that on as a challenge. And, you know, athletes do that all the time. You know, you sort of look at it and say, well, you know what? I I use it as motivation to sort of say, you know what? I'll show you. Yes, I can. I can I can do this. I remember vividly that I took a position years ago as an assistant director and I was an external hire. And when I came in, there were two candidates uh, in the office who had applied for um, uh, interview for the position and didn't get it. And one of them could not have been more gracious to me when I was introduced and brought in. The other one, not so much. She did everything she could. And I was her being her director, direct report, supervisor. And um, she did everything to make my life just miserable. And uh, as I was learning, um, just just undermined me and, and, you know, challenged me in meetings. And so one day, you know, I, I can't remember how long I'd been there. Maybe I'd been a month or six weeks or something. And I, I called her in for a meeting. And I said to her, I said, you know, it, it's... um. It's unfortunate you didn't get the position, but I had nothing to do with that. Mm. You know, I applied and I was Mm -hmm. selected. Now I am the new assistant director and I need you to understand something, whether you help me or not, support me or not. I'm going to learn this job and I'm going to do it well and I'm not going anywhere. So I want to be very clear about that. Now, what's going to happen going forward, you'll have to make a decision if you want to support me and if you choose not to. But in not supporting me, be very aware I will make the assessment with regard as to how you and I go forward. You won't control that. I will. Mm-hmm. And um, so from there, it was maybe about a month or so, she took another position. And that that was her call. And um, I wished her well um, when she left. And uh, but, you know, that that was a that was a, a time in my life where her rejection had nothing to do with me. It was her stuff, you know, and uh, you just have to step back and not get emotional. In it. And I could have immediately retaliated and done something to get myself in trouble, not only legally or with HR, but with my team, because they saw how I conducted myself in that first real test. And so um, you you just have to try to make an assessment about where that rejection comes from. Yeah, Yeah. that that makes sense. Um, Yeah. But it's still tough. <laughs> oh, it is because we're we're human, you know, yeah, and and yeah. and in our minds, no matter how much we say, no, it's not about ego. We think we're all that, and yeah. uh, we just don't know why the whole world doesn't love us. But I, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So ideally, you take the personal out of it, right? And yeah. then it, and it helps to become more comfortable with getting yeah. rejected. And and you know, like we say, you know, uh, we have to see the good in everything. There's a yeah. reason, and maybe it wasn't time for that situation or thing to be yours, right? Yeah. Find some comfort in that. Yeah. Yeah. Easier said than done. I know. Yeah. Well, it's true. <laughs> and like I said, I don't want anything I'm saying to make it sound like. Um, it's easy. It is not. It's hard when you're faced with that, but you do yourself a disservice when you just immediately accept 
that there's something wrong with you or start doubting yourself because then you're not able to move forward from it. And you have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get to number two, Lou. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. This one. I never thought about this before. Pay attention. Yeah. Pay attention to how people treat service workers because this reveals their true colors. Really? Teresa, you know, you thought you thought about it at some capacity, even if you haven't thought about it just like that's worded. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. I don't social, I don't have anybody in my circle that would that would treat people differently based on their jobs. I've never been out to dinner or in a situation where there was someone serving me or others that I'm with that they, that people in that circle were mean to them. I've never experienced that. I've never experienced that. So it would never occur to me. So are you, are you telling me that everywhere you go in your circle of family and friends and colleagues, that there has never been an occasion where you've seen someone and said to to yourself, well, they're being a jerk to them. And that person is not really somebody I'm going to be able to hang with. Well, I run in the wrong circle and you have (laughs) certainly amplified that today. I've seen that. You've seen it? Yeah. As a matter of fact, when we were in the, just um, things were just opening back up and I met a former colleague for lunch and um she and I have been to lunch together and dinner together and when we got to this restaurant for lunch when I walked in she was already there and when I walked in I walked in on her being rude to the service person at the front desk because it had um you know she thought we should have been seated when I walked in, I was surprised because I'd never seen her behave this way. I walked in on the tail end of it. She was telling the lady at the front, well, you don't have a seat for us or something like, but we were here. And I was telling her walking in on the tail end, no, it's okay. Because we're both, you know, we, we were out in the middle of the day. We, you know, I, I assumed that she had some time because our lunches run long anyway, when it's just the two of us. But what I later found out, they sat this um, group ahead of us. What I think happened was there was an elderly lady in that group who could barely walk. And I think the service person, she was visibly struggling to walk. I think she was um, trying to accommodate that. And that's what I said to my um, friend later. I said, you know, I think it was because that lady, she said, well, and that's fine, but she should have indicated, you know, I'll be right with you. Or would you mind or something? Because I think she was thinking, you know, I was here ahead of them or something. Well, well, Lou, that's not her being rude. That's that's just getting the respect that's, I mean, yeah. for her as a customer or a patron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, not, so. that's not being rude. What, yeah. what I think about as being rude is just saying, you know, mean things like, fill my water or 
Why did you drop that crumb on the table? You know, something to that effect, right? No, uh, and see, I, that's I, the, not what I think about when I say that, when you treat service, right? Because what I think about, no, I'm, I'm not witnessing that. But what I think about, Teresa, when I hear that is making sure that the people who are in service roles, either in restaurants or wherever, that you, you look them in the face, you speak to them that you acknowledge them oh, yeah. as human beings. And so that's what I mean. Like if I if I go to the gym, I'm always in, I'm engaged in conversations with the people that maybe are, you know, in maintenance there, even if there's nothing more than good morning. How are you? Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. my goodness. I can't believe it's Monday. I'm really not feeling this today. And we engage in conversations and like at Thanksgiving saying, are you going to get a chance to see your family? Oh, I'm going to be stuck. in tra- And p- sometimes people don't do that and they show who they are or who yeah. they believe themselves to be by that kind of dismissive posture is what I'm thinking. Right. But I, I, like I said, I don't roll with anybody like that. And we're all in service to someone, right? Oh, uh, yeah. We well, are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. But Teresa, yeah, it happens though. And yeah. you are fortunate uh, if you don't witness that because I've, I've seen it in stores. I've seen it when I've been out in public arenas. Yeah. Not in my immediate circle, but yeah, I see people, yeah, acting horribly to people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's unfortunate. Oh yeah. So people pay attention to how pay attention to how people treat service workers because this reveals their true colors. What's next, Lou? Well, well yeah, yeah. So the the next one is to take action. And then figure it out as you go. Now mm-hmm, that's a mm-hmm. that's a scary one to me. That's scary. Take action first, and then figure it out as you go. Uh, procrastination is real, and when you know something has to be done, putting it off can make it just make it worse. So what I can what can I add that might be helpful? Well, I'm gonna tell you. Don't hate. But I'm just going to be honest. If I had a super superpower, I'm going to tell you, this is probably mine. Because when I have something that must be done, I really can't rest. I can't enjoy anything else until it's done. I have to at least start on it. It's like a weight is around my neck. I can't relax. It's just, I'm thinking about it constantly. I've been like that all my life. So... I'm going to immediately take some action. Now, it may not always be the right action, but even inaction, if even action, if it's done in errors, it can set things in play that forces me to retract, look look at what I've done, make an assessment and go, no, that's not right. I should have said this. I should have done that. So I've always preferred active, um, active decisions. Even when I had something that was hard for me to do, and I didn't know even know how to start it. I just think to myself, and I've always done this. Well, I got the same brain today that I'm going to have next week. I got the same resources. I got the same tools. I might as well go with what I have. And that has always allowed me some time to correct, self-correct to find more resources, to fine tune things. So, um, and sometimes when it was hard for me, I just say, 
Lou, just do two hours. Just right, do one right. hour on this. All you set the set the timer. All you have to do is just write for an hour. All you have to do is just go over that speech for 30 minutes or, you know, look at this task for an hour. And Teresa, you and I did the same thing when we started Earrings Off. There was really never going to be a perfect time for us to launch. So we just got together. We set that date that we were going to launch. And then we started working backwards from that. And, and one other thing I can say about that, when I got something to do, I, I don't know if it'll work for other people. I tell other people, I broadcast it like, you know what? We're, you know, we're launching in September. Oh, what? Yeah, uh-huh, we're launching. Oh, yeah, our podcast. We're going to be going live. And And so when you tell people, People will hold you accountable and it forces you to say, you know what? I put that out in the universe and now I have to act to meet that. Right. Yeah, that's good stuff, Lou. For me, though, it's a little different because for my job, absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 For for this podcast, because I have a partner. Yeah. Uh, Lou. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So but when it comes to things on my own. Like when, when I'm responsible for doing something and putting myself out there to do something, I have a bigger problem. And I don't know, I don't know what that's about. Right. For well, me. I want to, I want to stop you right there. And uh, folks, I want to tell you when Teresa and I started this podcast, we say we were going to be honest and let me tell you, she's telling the truth <laughs> on herself about that. One. Go yes. ahead. Yeah, I have, I at, you know, you you have um, in the first one, you know, what I heard was as you age, you get better and more comfortable. And it seems for me, I'm experiencing something as I age and I get older, I'm getting less and less confident in myself. And I don't know what that is. So this I whole- mean, I don't know I, either because you're whole, so talented, so gifted, whole, Teresa. That's crazy. This whole exercise in preparing for this conversation has been like therapy for me, right? I love, love, love these cheat codes and they have instilled in me a fire and I hope to do better in 2023. But when I have these things that I got to do on my own, they, I I feel like they have to be perfect or I don't put it out there. Yeah, you do. Teresa, you do. (laughs) You know, and it's, it's I think that's, that's what you're dealing with. You have such high standards and folks, let me tell you, she is (laughs) If it weren't for Teresa, you'd be getting a hot mess in this podcast. <laughs> You're so funny. It's like, you know what? Let's roll with it. Teresa is always on it. Like, no, we can't do that. No, we are not going to do that. And so, yeah. But Teresa, that sometimes that's a lot. That's a lot of pressure on yourself. It is too much, Lou. And I have such ideas and it's stifling. I know that is stifling. And I and this 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 preparation for this episode has made me realize how bad I am. I need help. But but Teresa, did you say this is happening as you age? So it hasn't always been that way. I don't think so. I can't remember a time when I've been when I've questioned myself so much before. I used to be a little cocky, you know? Well, 
that's just making me think though. Now I'm questioning myself because you have such standards. Maybe I just hang out with a bunch of losers. <laughs> standards just aren't high enough. Now I'm questioning myself because I think, listen, let's roll with it. Yeah, you're right. You that is the that is the stance we should take. Let's roll with I'm it. No, right? no, Teresa. Seriously, no. Because think about, think about how many autobiographies, interviews, you know, autobiographies we've read, how many interviews we've listened to where people are successful. And the thing that they say is they had an idea and they ran with it. They just took off and they didn't. And then they planned later. But, you know, I made us, you're right. I made us sit down and come up with this document that we don't even business plan that we don't even refer to except when we're in our retreat. You know, it was, it, you know, and, and I think, I think I need to let go of that. I really do need to let go of perceived perfection. You know, I need, I need to, I need to, need to let go. I need to just go with the flow. I think I hey, need Teresa, to. That, that is that. just so, when you, when you say that, that is just, I don't, I don't get that because you're great. I mean, what you do is, is great. I mean, Thank it's you, good stuff. I, I don't get that. There is something in my head that's telling me it's not, Lou. I got some issues. But anyway, right. ooh, I'm okay. being a little bit too honest today. <laughs> we need to let's, cut that. Let's go. No, we're not cutting it. Let's go. <laughs> know what you want out of life or you'll never get what you want. Yeah, that's a real one, right? You got to have is. a plan. Yeah. Uh, if you don't plan, what? It, how does the saying go? If you if you don't if you don't if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. fail. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, but it, but I mean, really, everybody says that. But I mean, if you think about it, the really hard part is knowing what you want. You know, that's being clear because it's like. It's like me. I'll use my own example. When I go somewhere and there are a lot of ice cream toppings, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so I'm like a kid trying to figure out what am I going to put on this? And it's just sometimes when you, when you, when you're blessed to be able to have some liberty yeah. in what you do and how you engage, you know, that that makes it more difficult because it's trying to figure out from the smorgasbord of life what you should pick. And then knowing there's added pressure to me because then also knowing that what I pick, I can't, can't blame on anybody else. Yeah, your choice That's is yours. That's what I picked, you know? Mm-hmm. So... You really can't deflect and 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 say to people, "Well, that's your fault." When actually, I was the one that made that decision, and it's about owning that. So that's the that's scary. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it is. It is the yeah. knowing what you want out of life. Right, 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 mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So yeah, the next one I firmly believe in. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go off on a tangent about it. But I believe in it. Never stop investing in yourself because this is the most important thing you can do. 
So you have to take care of yourself so that your life will be better. And so hopefully you in turn will be in a better position to lead and help others. And now to me, this is bigger than just getting your nails done or or having a massage or going out for a girl's night out. It's about knowing that it's not selfish for you to pursue bigger life goals, like maybe take a class, take a risk and turn your hobby into a business, spend some money on that nutritionist who can help you be better, um, or go to that work or a spiritual or self-development retreat. For me, true facts, mine was I'm going back to school. I left a a lucrative position, one that um, I was actually happy at and uh, doing fairly well and was on track to to ascend higher. But I decided, okay, this is not something, this is something I want to pursue, which was to go back to school and uh, pursue another degree. And um, Back then when I did it, it was uh, not an easy thing to do, to lose family income and to know that I was putting myself, my family in, uh, uh, you know, a more compromising financial position. But I did it and uh, I invested in myself and it's paid big, big dividends, not only for me, but for the family. So many times as women, we're discouraged from investing in ourselves. I think we have to be intentional about that. Yeah, when I think about this one, I think about that old adage about you should learn something new every day, right? And so that's what I just try to Mm -hmm. live by. Mm -hmm. I try to, I try to, of course, enhance my skills for my career. And yeah. as well as for this podcast. So, oh, yeah. So I do that on um, I do those things on a daily basis. In addition, you know, health is a big thing for me. I literally read something about health every day. Oh, yeah, and- I know you do. <laughs> health and wellness. And then I love, 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 love to watch documentaries to learn about some random things. Right. Mm-hmm. And just know what is going on outside of my just little circle and world. Right. You know, I think you can never learn enough. And yeah. I think it keeps us young. I think it keeps our our minds healthy, right? Yeah. That That's what I think about yeah. a little, a, 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 on a smaller scale than what you- Yeah, but that's said. good stuff. Yeah. 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 So, but yeah, every day, every day yeah. I try to learn, every day I try to learn something new. And you're right, Teresa, we should be doing that mm-hmm. to constantly work to learn and to open ourselves up to new information, new experiences, new opinions, even if they differ from from yours. That's what makes life beautiful in that we get to learn and explore every day. Every day. And by doing that, it changes who we are. Stop lying to yourself if you want to become unstoppable. (sighs) What did you think of this one? I thought, you know what? I guess that's the bane of my existence because in my mind, I'm thin. But see, that's a lot. And so (laughs) that's a problem. That's a problem. So, yeah. Yeah. You You have to be honest with yourself. You know, Lou, I I know you're joking, right? But that particular instance, I don't think 
is a bad lie to have to yourself. <laughs> okay. So lie to yourself sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Because if you were saying the opposite, right, yeah. to yourself, yeah. that would be more harmful. I well, think. yeah. Yeah. You, you don't know? want to speak so the negative stuff. You don't want to speak the negative stuff, you know. Yeah. But here again, it's the same. It's the negative self-talk. Those are all lies. We need to stop that. And this this is where this is another one that spoke to me, right? And I do that when it's just me and I'm trying to do some things, I do talk negatively to myself. But yeah. I heard I heard um I was driving in the car to an appointment this week and I turned the radio on, which you know, you guys have heard me say, I don't know if you Lou, you've heard me say this for sure. I, I don't like to listen to the radio because of all the commercials and all of mm-hmm. that. So I will choose some something that doesn't have commercials or mm-hmm. just play my own playlist or whatever. But this instance, I turned on the radio and um, it was on the um, Steve Harvey show, mm-hmm. radio mm-hmm. show. And he was wrapping up. And Steve Harvey is known for these positive nuggets that he opens and closes his show with. And this mm-hmm. particular day, he was closing his show. And he said that he heard this mantra from a guy that he started saying two weeks ago, and it had ch- it's changed his life. What? Right? And the guy is on Instagram. Um, his name, Instagram handle is Prince underscore AE, something like okay. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the mantra is every day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. And Steve Harvey added in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so he said, Steve Harvey already has a million things going on. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear about all the great things that he's doing, but he said, no joke. The last two weeks he's been saying this and the the young man encourages people to say this 20 times in the morning and 20 times at night before going to bed. And I'm writing this down. And Steve Harvey said that this is exactly what he was doing Uh every day in every way. I'm getting better and better in Jesus name is what Steve Harvey ended it with. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, whatever that higher thing that you believe in, mm-hmm. you, you can, you can end it with that or right. you can just leave it as, as the gentleman, the Instagram guy said, because when you think about it every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. This can be health. This can be, yes! career, this yeah. can be any number of things. It covers everything. Yeah. And you say this and you begin to believe it. It's that repetition, right? 20 times in the morning, 20 times at night, right? And it becomes repetition and you start to live it, right? Because the one thing I do know, this is one thing I do know, negativity and positivity can't live in the same space. Yeah. So yeah. if you're being grateful and you're being positive, you can't also be negative and self-doubt and all those things. They just can't live within you, right? Yeah. So I have started doing it every day. Oh, I'm doing that. You know, I think a long time ago, I told you about, we had a show and I shared about how I write these positive, positive sayings down on cards. I added that to my cards and I shuffle through them every day and every way I'm getting better and better. All right. I love that. I wrote that down. I'm going to add that. Because that is powerful. That's a powerful thing to say to yourself throughout the day to remind yourself. And that gets in your spirit. All right. I'm going to say hallelujah on that one. Love that. So the next one, folks, is focus on quality friendships. 
Mm. To build, build deeper, deeper. relationships. Mm-hmm. I tell you, when I saw this, I thought about an incident that happened years ago by my cousin came to visit from Atlanta, she and her husband. And we went to the movies and um, we were talking about on the way out of the movies, somehow we got, we started talking about friendships or something. And he was saying that um, he really, he didn't want to get any more friends. And I, I stopped in my tracks and I was like, what? He said, no, I, I don't want any more. He said, I, I got enough. I'm good. And I thought that was so odd. But then he said to me, he explained it. He said, Lou, you know, when you have a friend that comes with responsibilities to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Oh, yeah. And um, so I know at this point in my life with 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 everything, being a dad, a husband, a business person and all this, he was like, I really know I don't have anywhere any more time to to devote to new folks right now. He said, I'm trying to take very good care of the relationships that I have. And that's just where I am. I just always, I thought, wow. On TikTok, there are videos of partners calling their best friend partner. Like like somebody, I would call Robert and say, you know what? Uh, Or like Robert would call me and say, Lou, where's Teresa? I haven't seen her. She didn't come home. And the friends are so funny. The friends are like, oh yeah, she was just here. Yeah, she and I were hanging out together because they're trying to cover like where this person is, those uh, videos are always hilarious to me because it's, I think it was making, they're making Donald's point that with friendship comes certain expectations. You know, Kevin Hart does this whole bit about, you knew what you were signing up for when we became best friends. You know, there's an expectation that you're always going to have my back. You're going to be with me through life storms. So I just thought, you know what? When I saw that, it's it's not like what Donald was saying. It's not how many friends you have. It's the quality of those friendships and the fact that the friendships are built on trust and knowing that this person's got your back. So when I when I read that one, it just made me think about I I did. I honed in on the word quality. Right. And I'm I'm kind of like Donald, right? And I never even thought about that until until I was listening to your explanation. But I feel like the relationships that I have right now, I need to work on the ones that are quality and make them deeper, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the ones that aren't quality, mm-hmm. the ones that I know where people don't have my back. Yeah. I, I think I'm ready to... I'm 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 not going to spend so much time there because yeah. you know you know who people are if they're a part of your life you know who they are and you know that they're not going to change and if you're constantly making excuses for their behavior and how they treat you then you just got to let that go and that's yeah. where I am with that yeah so, yeah yeah that's why and I some am. and sometimes that's the hardest thing isn't it to let them go yeah the I guess the quality of the friendship, the, I mean, when you think about it, is this person really a friend Mm -hmm. or is this, or do they better fit 
in the acquaintance Wait, category. Yes. Because that's what I've had to be clear on that some people I thought were friends actually they've shown me they're they're not friends, they're acquaintances. Right. And that's my fault for getting it twisted. You know? Yeah. But that, that's that's okay. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And it's okay. It's it's absolutely it, right. It's it's okay. You know, it is okay. If you want to achieve greatness, you have to accept suffering. This is kind mm. of biblical, right? Isn't it? Like if you Yeah, but it's still so hard. It's so, it's hard. so hard. It is so hard. But you know what? We always we should always learn from our trials and our failures. You know, there should always be that glimmer of something that we can find from those experiences to to not either make the same mistake again or just to learn from and grow from and be prepared to help someone who might deal with that same circumstance. Yeah, yeah. But I tell you, um, Teresa, what has really, in all honesty, what has helped me with this piece is I think of my life now in seasons mm-hmm. and I know that sometimes I'll have summer, spring, things happen and then winter rolls in. And that's how I, I know with assurance that winter's not going to last always. Just have to bundle up, deal with it. And then it's over. But when I started thinking of life like that, it makes it easier to manage the pieces when you suffer or when they're difficult. You're not going to always have rainbows and sunshine. That's that, just not the way it works. That's but when right you know, when you know without a doubt, like the old folks say, it's just as surely as you live, you'll die. Just as surely as you live, there will be good times and bad times. Yeah, that's a word. And what I do now, I just, when I, when I'm in good times, I celebrate them. I go all in, all in, because that prepares me for when the winter months come Mm -hmm. and it's not so pleasant. So, Mm -hmm. but I always, even when I'm walking through the winter months, I'm putting one foot in front of the other because I'm moving toward the spring and I know mm-hmm. it's coming. So mm-hmm. yeah. How you react. The next one is how you react is much more important than what happens to you. And it's sort of based on like what we were just saying. Mm-hmm. You got to try to keep your composure and um, just know that things are going to happen, but It's just true that we can't control what life throws at us and um, we we just can't control it. But the only thing we can control is is our reaction Mm -hmm. to it. So like I said, when stuff hits the fan, no matter how great it is, or I just remember stuff happens that I didn't see coming, that I didn't have time to prepare for, but I keep it in perspective. Am I breathing? Check. Do I have somewhere to lay my head? Check. I go over a multitude of things that have not gone wrong. And so I I purposely focus on my breathing and I keep my mind from racing 
so that my reaction will not get ahead of me. And that helps me to determine how I am going to react. I may not be able to control the situation, but I can determine how I react to it and whether or not I'm going to let my emotions take over. Because when I take a minute to breathe and remember I'm in control of my reactions, that keeps me from making a bad situation worse by maybe saying something or doing something I should not have said or done or committing some kind of colossal blunder that makes it even harder for me to extricate myself from a a tough um, situation. So, So for this one, I might have simplified it a little bit, but what I thought about with this one is you get what you give, right? So if you are in a situation and uh, you react negatively, the people around you are also going to react that way. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. So, but if, you, if you're calm and you react calmly, then that's yeah. exactly what's, what you're going to get, right? Yeah. And so that, that's, that was my response to that. That's, but just, Teresa, that's so true because mm-hmm. by our words and actions, we can escalate a situation. Mm-hmm. We can make it worse. So that's, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Words, words, our words and our actions, they have life. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, number 10, Lou. Mm-hmm. This one I really like. Your vibe attracts your tribe and it speaks to what we just said right yeah I, that's what i was thinking about <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah, what yeah. you just said positivity yeah attracts positivity you know that's right that's right yeah that's yeah right. so we have to be careful what we're putting Put out in- into the universe because that's you know we can manifest it that's exactly what i had on the that's the, the note exactly that i had for that one be careful what you put out in the universe because you will absolutely manifest it well, I mean, you know, karma is real, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, if you're out there, you know, you're out there sowing some things, it comes back on you, you reap it. So we have to be careful with that and uh, be careful of our vibe. And if we are attracting a tribe that is not the tribe we want, Maybe that's a chance for us to step back a little bit and figure out what am I doing? How did I end up with this tribe? Why am I in this circle? You know, and sometimes it points a finger to us to let us know, you know what? Maybe you're not who you think you are. Maybe you're not being honest with yourself about who we are. So a little self-reflection. Yeah, yeah. So I thought uh, these were great points. Teresa and I both felt like this was something that was worthy of us sharing as we are in this new year. And um, it gives us an opportunity to think about how we conduct ourselves going forward. So thank you guys for listening and hope you learned something from this. Again, this article was in the Mantra magazine. Teresa and I wish you the very best. Have a wonderful year and you have our best wishes from earrings off. Take good care. 